I think that was the best regular season game and atmosphere I've ever seen at M&T Bank Stadium. Whoa! To see Lamar put the team on his back time and time again, to see the defense rise up when it mattered, it was awesome. The way the Ravens played said a lot about who this team is and that despite half the team being on IR right now, they ain't quitting. Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. It is a good morning in the lounge. Woo, doggies, that was a good one last night. <laughs> the lounge is fired up. You you came in with almost low energy. I was like, it's, it, that doesn't seem like the appropriate intro after that game. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, you know, here, I'm a little tired, but, yes. but still, still buzzing, baby. Still buzzing. Yeah. That, that's one you get back at you know, three o'clock, and then you got to watch the highlights over again. You right. don't, you don't go to sleep on that one. You come back, no. take off the suit jacket, and sit down and watch some highlights. Oh yeah, that game is the, is the classic. Like you were one of the last people to leave the stadium, got home after two, and then you start watching everything. And then even when I like, I lay down in bed and I'm just staring at the ceiling for an hour <laughs> staring at the ceiling because i'm so excited yeah my wife's um, always like text me when you're leaving so i know everything's safe so you're not falling asleep on the road i always tell her adrenaline's pumping you don't gotta worry <laughs> about me you know maybe after actually after a rough loss it's the same thing my mind's just running you don't gotta worry after games adrenaline's yeah. flowing especially after one like that no worry about you falling asleep. You just no. gotta worry about you flying to the moon. I mean, that's like how excited <laughs> I think everyone was after that game. Man, I just it it felt that game was something that was a long time coming. I think it was a combination of factors. But I'll go ahead and say it right now, Ryan. I'll say it right now. Ooh. We'll start with a hot take. I think that was the best regular season game and atmosphere. I've ever seen at M&T Bank Stadium. Whoa! Regular Whoa. season. Whoa. You consider that there hadn't been fans there in a year. It's against the Chiefs, who have kind of the kryptonite. Three losses hey, in hey, three straight years. Hey, I only said that once. <laughs> and then you fall behind, and I think, especially after the pick on the opening series, the pick six, and I oh, think yeah. everyone's like, "Ugh, here we go again." The game and the game on Monday, the disappointment of the injuries over the past few weeks, all that stuff combining, and then the Ravens come out of there with a win. When I don't think anybody, hardly anybody, except for us, of course, except for us, <laughs> gave him a shot. Gun to your head, you would have picked the Ravens to win that one. Oh, but, no, no question. Well, gun to your head. Do. Gun to your head, I'm pulling the trigger. <laughs> Garrett Everyone else is a doubter. Him. Everyone else is a doubter, but us right here, we believe the whole time. For everybody out there, Garrett loves to play the gun to the head game. <laughs> loves to play the gun to the head game in the lounge. I don't know if anybody, like you say that like it's like a well-known game. I just, basically, if you're trying to, here's the thing, not to go on a full side tangent, as listeners of the lounge know, you can't get a straight answer out of Mink. He hems and haws. He gives you every different possibility. He won't give you a straight answer. So I always have to preface every question with, gun to your head, what do you think the result is? And then he finally gives a straight answer on that. So, <laughs> What do you think? Do you agree with my, do you agree with my hot take? Um, you know, I think the Patriots win with Lamar yep. uh, over, what was that? That was also Sunday Night Football, I want to say. Um, that was 19. Yeah, in 19. that game, that that. The, the other ones that come to mind, that one definitely comes to mind. 
the Week 17 game against the Browns in 2018, the CJ Mosley interception. The difference on that one to me was that it was almost like a sigh of relief, like nervous energy. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> kind of like the Super Bowl where you're like, oh, my gosh, we're about ready to blow this, and then you get that play. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. a, a little bit of that last night. I mean, yeah, I thought sure. that, yeah, I thought it's not that, like last night was. Yeah. yeah the it's Chiefs like, were marching. Last, last I was, was like, they're just going to kick a field goal. This is, this, yeah. you know, it, once again, it was like Ravens played amazing, but just didn't pull it out. Um, I don't know. There's been some good ones, but it's hard It's hard to rank them. That one is right up there. That actually leads me to an email that just popped up into the lounge. You can always reach us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Uh, this one comes from Jesse Niederberger, and uh, they say, I have to say this Chiefs game was the closest feeling I've had to watching the Mile High Miracle. Wow, that's big. Mm. So in 2012, the Broncos had probably the best team in the NFL with Peyton Manning and Champ Bailey and so many others. Going in, I felt like the Ravens had a chance, but not a good one. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so the Ravens were coming off, you know, the, the win against the Colts. And, you know, the Broncos just kept making plays. And the Ravens were chasing most of the game, but wouldn't go away and just kept making the plays they needed uh, to stay in the game. Then they make the big play at the end. Uh, Jesse says the Raiders game last week was so discouraging because the offensive line played so poorly. The running game looked good at moments, but not up to the Ravens standards. The defense looked good in the first half, then fell off in the second uh, I came away wondering just how long of a season is this going to be? Are we going to make the playoffs? Are we going to be fighting for a wild card spot? Then Watkins falls down and Lamar throws a pick six. And then the Ravens fall behind. Uh, fast forward here. It says one third down conversion after another. One impressive run by Lamar. or running back after another. One big throw and catch after another. So many big plays by Hollywood playing on a bad ankle. Then the defense comes up with a couple big plays in the fourth and the offense Gives the final blow to say, wait, to say the dragon. I don't to know what that is. To slay the dragon. Uh, okay, I was going to say to say the dragon. I don't know what that is. <laughs> just missing, just, just, just missing, you know, it's an early Jesse, morning email after a late night. Jesse's excited. I appreciate <laughs> it. Um, we're now in a four-way tie in the AFC North, and the playoff picture looks so much brighter. I, I mean, I agree with all of this. Um, I mean, nobody picked the Ravens to win hardly, like we were saying. Uh, to, so to, to of all nights of all games to finally beat the Chiefs after losing three straight against them and Patrick Mahomes, the Ravens waited till the time when everybody's injured. Right? Yeah. they're coming off a West Coast trip on short rest. More guys went on IR this week. Don't have Ronnie Stanley out there. I mean, everything. I mean, I, I admit when Lamar throws the pick six at the on you know his second pass of the game, first pass of the game. He airmails Hollywood Brown for what should have been a long touchdown on the first pass of the game. Then the second one goes for a pick six. I'm like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. We could be in for a long night. This is a bummer. Uh, you know, they were like probably like two or three moments. You know, I mean, when, when Kelsey scored the long touchdown <laughs> and they, they go up 11 points midway through the fourth quarter, you're like, well, it's been fun. But yeah, no way. Right. Yeah. I mean, th- then they're marching down the field late in the game, and you're like, "Oh, they're just gonna kick the field goal. This sucks." Nope. Odafeo gets the fumble. There were so many moments when it was so easy to count this team out, and to see Lamar put the team on his back time and time again, to see the defense rise up when it mattered, it was awesome. It was just awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, that game is one. To your point, that game is one that we will remember forever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 
you really will be talking about, oh man, that was such a fun night in Baltimore. And and I, I really do think the fact that people hadn't been in that stadium for a game in, in a year and to have it, the the excitement, the emotion, the energy all day. I mean, it was one of those days where you could just kind of feel it, you know, traffic's bad five hours before the game because people are getting downtown to hang out and, and celebrate and and tailgate and all that. It just, for all those reasons, I thought it was, I think it's a game we're going to remember. And and you made the point that Lamar put the team on his back. He, that was him going toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes and coming out on top of it. And he showed in that game, yeah, he had he had some mistakes. He had the, the interceptions. But at the end of the day, he kind of took over the game in the second half. With, and and then all the all the way down to that final fourth down conversion, which we haven't even mentioned yet, which was an incredibly gutsy call by Harbaugh. It was the right call, but a gutsy call. And then just to say, you know what? I'm going to give it to the best player on the field, and he's going to. He there's no option. Not getting it is not an option. It felt like in the second half that there just was no stopping Lamar Jackson. Yeah, that's yeah. honestly what it felt like. It was just like it didn't matter. You know, the Ravens would get a holding penalty and you'd be in, you know, behind the chains, uh, behind the sticks. And like, you're like, all right, whatever. He's going to make the play. Like, yeah, he was just unstoppable down the stretch. And to me, what's so big about this for Lamar Jackson is to overcome that adversity early in the game. Right. Like we had seen it in previous losses of which there are not many in, in his career. But the one that really sticks out to me is the Titans playoff loss in 2019 which was probably the most stinging loss of the guy's career, right? Mm-hmm. After the season the Ravens had in 2019, and he comes out, and the first dri- Ravens offensive drive of the game, he throws a pick. Uh, and, and the Titans come down and score a touchdown the other way, and you could just see the frustration on Lamar's part. And I, I don't know that, you know, he still came back and made some throws in that game and plays, but I don't know that he ever really overcame that, that pick in that game. I think it kind of overtook him a little bit. Uh, and, and we've seen, you know, the pick six early against the Steelers last season. And, and then he didn't really play a great game after that. Like the mental resolve to overcome and, and not only one pick, but two first quarter interceptions for mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson. You know, he tried to force one into the triple coverage to Hollywood that got picked off in the end zone to overcome all that, keep his cool and show that leadership to really rally this team in the second half was awesome. I mean, Here's the thing. Even if the Ravens didn't win that game, I was done with the whole Lamar Jackson can't beat Patrick Mahomes storyline. Yeah. I was done with it because he's, Mm -hmm. like you said, stood toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes and was every bit as good, if not better, than he was. I don't care what happened at the end, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with that. I also just think that, like, when you do step back and you just look at it from a... Like, that was the best... As an NFL fan, that's as good as it gets. It's a primetime game, and you got two of the best young quarterbacks going at each other. I just think it was an awesome night uh, for football. Um, and and then like, just for a couple other guys who I, I think deserve a, a big old pat on the back in this game, Hollywood Brown. Okay, so he didn't practice much at all over the course of the week. He only limited practiced one day, Friday. One day on Friday, and it was a, as a limited participant. Now. 
it's hard to know, you know, what's going on with injuries over the course of a week. Sometimes a guy comes back on Friday, you think, all right, he's going to be good to go. He's going to be able to play. And maybe they just rested him a little bit, got his ankle banged up. Hollywood said on Sunday during his press conference, you know, I honestly wasn't really thinking I was going to play this week. Didn't really know up until the weekend uh, that he was going to play. But for him, this guy shows up in big games and big moments, even when he's banged up. Six catches, 113 yards, a touchdown. He's fighting for yards that he didn't used to fight for earlier in his career. Like, he he made, and he, he could have needed another big play on the opening series that you just talked about. I just think he deserves a ton of credit for the way he played and how good he's been. When you look at him over the second half of last year, up through the first two games of this year, he has been fantastic. I think and, he scored uh, a touchdown in eight straight games. Yeah, I mean, he I can't remember the exact stats off the top of my head, yeah, it's but eight man. Eight straight. There you go. Yeah. So, I mean, pretty dude, darn good. Dude's looking pretty like darn good. A, he's looking like a wide receiver one. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, uh and I drafted him in fantasy football accordingly. Um <laughs> uh I mean, really I think the one of the best compliments you can give a, a, an athlete is he's a gamer. And yeah, Marquise yeah. Brown Marquise Brown is a gamer. I mean, John Harbaugh, after the game, to go up on podium and with Lamar Jackson and Hollywood Brown sitting in the press conference room next to him, says, these two guys, these two guys are the face of our franchise. (laughs) Uh Sounds like Hollywood Brown's going to get that fifth-year option picked up. (laughs) Sounds like to me that he's going to be around for a little bit. You know, so, I mean, dudes made plays in the biggest games, playoff games. Made plays. He looks really good. His route running, I think, has gotten better this year with those two new coaches. Like you said, fighting for extra yards, you know, gritting through through pain. Really good night for Hollywood. Um, yeah. And, and then another guy, obviously, that we got to talk about is Odafe Owe. The rookie, yeah. rookie first-round pick makes, the you know, arguably the play of the night to win the game, stripping the ball, punching the ball out from uh, Clyde. Edwards Hilaire. Edwards Hilaire. Yep. Yep. I I can't. I always am like, is it Hilaire Edwards? Edwards Hilaire. <laughs> um, I mean that that play. And what even what's even better? The icing on the cake is that he got off a block by Orlando Brown Jr. to do it. The guy who mm-hmm. the Ravens traded to essentially to get that pick to pick Odafe Owe, and, and here's Owe making the play. And it's not wasn't just that. I mean, he was the guy at Patrick Mahomes' legs nearly getting a sack when Mahomes threw up a prayer that that uh, Tavon Young picked off. Yep. So the two Chiefs turnovers late in the game, both as a re- really as a result of Odafe Owe. How's everyone feeling about that pick now? True. That's that 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 one's looking pretty darn good. I'll tell you what, Daniel Jeremiah, we got to get him on the horn because remember when he <laughs> said they're going to pick a Owe, we were like, nah, that's not happening. You know, I, I, I saw uh, Jeremiah at training camp, and I said that to him. I was like, you, you, you called it, and we, were, we didn't buy it. I wasn't buying what you were selling. And he was like, you know, I honestly had to basically uh, almost forget what I was taught here. You know, I had been preached that sack, 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 college production, college production, but the guy was so darn good, and you're seeing it. And, and I think that this guy looks like, I know it's two games, but he looks like he has star potential. He's been disruptive over the course of these two weeks. He's got a sack. He's got the forced fumble, fumble recovery, um, and, and another pressure that led to that interception. He also got the pressure on Derek Carr um, at the end of that game 
or in overtime of that game when they you know had to bring it back and that led to the interception of the goal line. So this guy is getting in the backfield and man to get the to get the punch out and the recovery at that moment was an incredible play. Yeah. And well his snap count too was really high. I mean mm-hmm. he he was on the field for I I I am struggling to find the number here but like 75% of the defensive plays something like that. I mean, fresh legs, baby. Young guy, he's playing a lot. Yeah, the, and the Ravens need it from him. The Ravens need it from him. Um, I mean, they don't win that game without him last night. It's that simple. Oh, obviously. And and that looks like a great pick by Eric DaCosta. Yep, uh, absolutely. Uh, another awesome development for the Ravens last night was the bounce back performance of the offensive line. I mean, really, that's what, going into the game. What I was worried about most was that I thought that was going to be their undoing. I mean, you got Chris Jones, one of the best defensive linemen in the NFL, and he's going, he's lined up opposite Patrick McCary, who mm-hmm. has never played right, started a right tackle in an NFL game, period. Has he, I don't yeah, think he's got, played right tackle in an NFL game, period. Yeah, you got Frank Clark on the other side, too. And you got Frank Clark going against Big Al, yep, you know, left who, side. who struggled yep. mightily in Vegas. And mm-hmm. so I wasn't feeling great about the situation, but as the game goes along, you're like, all right, you know, A, the Ravens come out of, out of the gates after the pick six, running the ball down their throats. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the Chiefs could not stop Tyson Williams in the Ravens running game early. They couldn't mm-hmm. stop it. And and how much of that is scheme or whatnot, Greg, we'll get to that. But, you know, offensive line was playing well, and you're looking at it and you're like, all right, Lamar, Lamar's not under duress here. Offensive line is playing pretty darn well. And then really, to put the the icing on the cake, Big Al blows up (laughs) the Chiefs' defensive line on fourth and one to clear the way for Lamar Jackson to uh, get that conversion at the end of the game to seal the win. So, big, yeah. let's let's give, you know what? Alejandro Villanueva took some bullets. Army Mm -hmm. Ranger, he's used to getting that. (laughs) Not taking them, hopefully. (laughs) Being fired at, he took. He had some bullets flying at him after that week in Vegas. But I'll tell you what, he probably likes going back to the left side, and he deserves a round of applause for the bounce back game that he had. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of criticism of him over the past week, and it's not often that you know. Of course, you want Ronnie Stanley healthy. You want him. And what John Harbaugh did say, in case fans are wondering, after the game, he said that. They're basically going to, there's some testing that's going on with Ronnie Stanley, some evaluation that's going on uh, with that ankle right now, and they'll probably have something in a week or so. I don't know what that means. I don't know if he's going to be back on the field in a week. I don't know if it's going to be long term. Not sure. But what we know is that his, his status right now is very much up in the air. So Villanueva, you know, I think we thought maybe there's a chance that moving from right side to left side does help him. Um, and if he does go back to right, I do think that he'll continue to improve there. I mean, he played one game there in his career at right tackle, so just keep that in mind. But he does he does he does deserve a lot of credit for for how he played making that transition back to his natural spot on the left side, and just the line as a whole. McCary, I mean, McCary, guy can play every position on the line, and there aren't many players in the NFL who can do that. But he's he's slightly you know he's undersized you know, at right tackle. Um, 
to some extent. But for him to go out there and play well in that environment, you know, he's just a guy that kind of hangs in the in the background. Uh, you know, doesn't you don't hear about him too much. Um, but but definitely a strong night from him in, in the offensive line as a whole. They were running and running, and they had two hundred. The Ravens had two hundred fifty-one yards on the ground, and at times there was no answer for that running game. Yeah, I mean, Lamar Jackson was sacked once and hit mm-hmm. once. I mean, that's yep. that's that's a pretty darn good night. And, and then when you could look at those rushing yards, I mean, Kansas City, that's the weakness of their defense. They had, oh yeah, there's the highlights popping up right there. Um, <laughs> I mean, the uh, the Browns ran all over them and the Ravens just continued that. Lamar going over 100. Uh, you know, I mean, when you look at it, 251 yards on the ground for the Ravens versus 62 for Kansas City. <laughs> That uh, is almost the ball game in a nutshell right there. You know what the crazy, the stat of the night, the stat of the night was that Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes both ended with the same amount of total yards in the game. They both put up 346 total yards. It's just that Patrick Mahomes threw for 343 of them. Lamar Uh threw for 239 and then ran for 107. They both scored. Three touchdowns, Lamar two with his legs, one with his arm, and Mahomes obviously all with his arm. But it just shows you a yard is a yard is a yard is a yard. (laughs) It doesn't matter how you get that yard, whether it's via the air or the ground, a yard is a yard, and there's so many different ways to matriculate the ball down the field and win a ball game. And I'll tell you, going against a team like the Chiefs, it's better if you're scoring at the end of them to do the do it via the ground, you're keeping the other guy off the field at least a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah, a yard is a yard, but a yard with the clock running is oftentimes better than than a yard without it. As running. long as you're capitalizing and, at the end. Yeah, and uh, sure was nice to get that one yard. You know, didn't matter. I was I didn't hear anybody complaining about the Lamar running for that one extra yard on fourth and one. I was quite fine that that was a run play, not a pass play. Um, so yeah, props to Greg Roman. I, I think you mentioned it, but. He he had I thought a really good game plan, um, and and you, opening script especially on that second series. I mean on the first series, well, had Hollywood Brown for the you know, deep shot. I don't really like Greg's opening script with the pick six. Maybe next time let's leave that one out of the play. Well, well, <laughs> the opening though on that opening script he had Hollywood wide open and Lamar just over sailed it. And then when they come back after that and the march down the field and had the answer, that was big. That was big for sure. But just just next time for Greg, you yeah, don't leave off the, the pick six. You, you don't need the script in the Sammy Watkins slip. You can leave that <laughs> one out of the script. You know, just you know, it's just sometimes a helpful tip. Um, yeah. Well, not just Greg, but I mean Wink. I mean, here's a, a defensive coordinator that loves to blitz more than anybody else in the league, and he has to swallow it, and yeah. and hardly blitzed at all with Patrick Mahomes. Threw some some different looks his way, you know. I'm not Ken McKusick breaking down the tape here, so we're going to have to get kind of the in-depth look here over the next couple of days. But the Chiefs, I was reading their transcripts after the game, and they were saying that Wink was throwing some stuff they had never seen at them before. Um, and really what they did was they said, look, we're going to take away Tyreek. We're going to just put a shell over top of him. We're going to double. Mm-hmm. We're going to just straight-up double-team Travis Kelsey at times. I mean, Odafa Oweg lining up outside to mug him as yep. a wide receiver and then have another guy trail. I mean, they Wink went into the game and he kind of said it 
in the on Thursday before the game, he said, "Look, we all know who their two guys are, right? It's it is uh, Kelsey and and Tyreek Ty- Hill. Tyreek, yep. And we got to take those guys away. And if the other guys beat us, so be it. Well, the other guys almost did beat us, mm-hmm. right? But they didn't. They didn't. Mm-hmm. They didn't at the end of the day. And uh, it it was it was really a great game plan by both of those guys. Um, you got to take your hats off to them. All right, so we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, we're going to give you our final thoughts on this game and where the Ravens go from here. Sunday is right around the corner. Draft your lineups now to feel the sweat with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the Baltimore Ravens. Life is more fun when you have skin in the game. Download the DraftKings app to check out all the action and daily contests. New users enter code FLOG when signing up to get a special offer. That's code FLOG and get a special sign-up bonus. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. All right. One thing I want to mention here, um, in case people have been wondering, if you were wondering, are Mink and Garrett asleep at the wheel? Uh, where's the podcast after the game in Vegas? Are they scared to face the music? Are they, are they hiding? Are they hiding? The answer is no. Uh, if you... I know we didn't have a, a podcast last week. Without boring you with the details, there were some technical issues with the podcast feed, so we did not do a game recap. We're not just going to talk to you after great wins, okay? That's not what this is. I just <laughs> I do want to put that out there. Um, but uh, so that's but we got it squared away. We're all set. We're good to go, and we're going to be back on a. Well, here's rotation. the question, though, Garrett. Here's a, a big question coming out of that. A big question. Mm-hmm. We didn't get the the big win. Hmm. And then we got the big win. Mm. Is this the death kneel of the big win? Do you retire it? I mean, I think it's it's got to be a consideration, right? Yeah, I think it's up it's up for debate. It's I think we, we need some emails on this. We need some emails. Uh, the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. After not having an episode last week with no big win ending, does the big win need to be retired? Yeah, we need some emails. I definitely think we got to put that to the to the listeners. Email the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. All right, uh, big picture. So we talked going into this game, if the Ravens were able to come up with the, the upset, it's like the game in Vegas never happened. You know, like everyone everyone has played the game. If you go through and you make the predictions, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. I think a lot of Ravens fans probably did that and looked at the first two games and said the Ravens are going to be one and one after those two. Right. I'm sure a lot of people felt that way. Well, they're one on one, and it may have—it just probably wasn't the one on one that you were expecting it to be. Hey, man! But one doesn't one, matter. One and one, first place in the AFC North. Yeah, well, that's all four teams uh, are one on one through these first two games, and, and now the Ravens have an opportunity. And, and I'm not going to get too ahead of ourselves here. I'm not sizing them up yet. Not sizing them up. You yet. sure? Should we size I mean, them up? It, you know, you, they show they can play with anybody. So. <laughs> Size them up. No, the the Ravens have have a stretch here um, where they could put together some wins. Um, they're going to be favored against Detroit and, and Denver, um, and then the Colts. So I think this is an opportunity for them. They righted the ship. They got a huge victory, and I think that they're going to. John Harbaugh is going to have them in the right mindset, right frame of mind um, to to celebrate that win and turn the page and and try to put some together some victories over these next few weeks. Was this a season-saving win? I don't know. I mean, 
So Harbaugh we, already, we got, already the got the must-win question in week yeah. two. Yeah, Harbaugh got the must-win question, I think, on Wednesday. Maybe Friday. It was Friday uh, from Jerry Friday. Coleman. Question yeah, took yeah, half an hour yeah. for him to get out. Yeah, the must-win question. Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, like, in all honesty, if the Ravens had lost that game and they're 0-2, and, like, let's just say they, the Chiefs had kicked a field goal at the end there, I think you would have been saying the Ravens show that they could play with these guys. So, Well, I think it, it all depended on how the Ravens played in this game. If they had gotten, let's say the pick six happens and then the Chiefs just steamroll from there. Man, why are we going down this path? It, well, I'm just saying it would that would have had a totally different feel. Like I, I yeah, completely yeah. agree with you. The, the way the Ravens played was everything. Even if they had mm-hmm. lost that game, the way the Ravens played said a lot about who this team is and that despite half the team being on IR right now, they ain't quitting. They ain't yeah. quitting. And that is how, you know, it's funny. I was, I was talking to my guy, Clifton, after the game when I was giving him a ride back to his car. Cliff needs a parking pass that's closer, by the way. Just <laughs> side note. <laughs> um, uh, I was talking to him, and I, and I almost wrote a column on Sunday of what Mink thinks. Right, talking about look, like everybody, nobody thinks the Ravens are going to win this game. Only one guy, ESPN's Kevin Seifert, picked the Ravens to win. Nobody thought they were going to win. But do you all did you all forget that the Ravens almost beat the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers with half, like like mm. eleven guys on the COVID list last year, including yeah. Lamar Jackson. Yep, and they almost yep. beat the undefeated Steelers at home with RG three starting. Right, yeah, and, and like, Trace McSorley finishing the game, and Trace McSorley <laughs> finishing the game, like they always pulled it off, and yeah. so like you just never count out a John Harbaugh coach team. They love that. They love when nobody else thinks that they can win. This yeah. team rallies around it. And then the other point that I was thinking about is, as long as Lamar Jackson's on the field, the Ravens have a chance to win. I don't care who's around him. Lamar Jackson is that special. The dude can just put the team on his back and make plays unlike anybody else in the league by himself or practically. You know, credit to his blockers. But, like, Lamar, the way he was just weaving and juking, like, through traffic last night, like, to pick up first downs and stuff was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, like, never, ever, ever count out the Ravens as long as Lamar Jackson is on the field. That's a takeaway from last night. I think that's a pretty good takeaway. I think that's a pretty good takeaway right there. Um, can I make one other point that's uh, this isn't actually related to the, to the to the the football, but the moment before the game, before the team ran out of the tunnel, the tribute to Michael K. Williams and Omar when they turned the lights off at the stadium and the whistle went on, that was awesome. That was that great. was such a cool moment, and uh, fans of the wire like myself you know, definitely geeked out and thought that was a fitting tribute. There was a really nice tweet from David Simon, who was a writer, uh, the creator of The Wire about, and he's he's a Baltimore guy, so he was going to the game. Um, and he, you know, it was a pretty cool moment for him. Um, yeah. Are you that, pulling that up? That was very neat. That was that was very, very neat. Oh, yeah. yeah. The whistle's great. Um, what I was, yeah, I was pulling up, I was trying to find the tweet here. Let me see here from David Simon. Uh, here it is here it is we got it all right he said heard the sound of omar whistling farmer in the dell from the stadium while walking across the austin street bridge to the ravens opener and thought i'd lost my bleep 
lost his mind. It's the little, it's the little things that are gonna get me, I guess. But Michael gonna last. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Cause yeah. uh, Omar, aka Michael Williams, uh, passed away on September sixth. So a couple weeks ago. So that that was so cool. I mean, I hope we keep doing it. I hope we yeah, do was, the whistle before every game. Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome, and I think it just it just you know the atmosphere the the, the stands were packed before kickoff, and then with the ability to turn to turn off the lights and you hear the whistle, and then the team runs out. Like it was an electric atmosphere, and you're like, "This is what we've missed. This hey, is you- what we've missed." <laughs> Last year, when you played the Chiefs on Monday Night Football, and there was 15 people in the stands, like it's not the same. There is a difference when you have that atmosphere in the house. Here's some. Here's a couple cool things uh, that fans may not have seen watching from home. Also, Lamar Jackson, after doing all of his uh, on-field interviews after the game, including with you, Garrett, um, it was a good interview. Well done, sir. Um, <laughs> signs autographs for a few fans before going into the locker room, which is just so cool. I mean, can mm-hmm. you imagine being a fan and getting one of those autographs right after that game? Awesome. Yep. Uh, as I'm walking to go down to the press conferences. I mean, the stadium, This it, one of the coolest things is seeing the, the stadium rocking after a win and the fans just exiting and just buzzing and like loud MVP chants, loud MVP mm-hmm. chants for Lamar Jackson, which was really cool. And then here's one story behind the scenes, Garrett. I, I doubt you've heard this one. I got this one as I was walking to my car. Flo Rida almost didn't make it to the halftime show. Really? Oh, he, he literally, literally arrived with less than a minute left. <laughs> the, Craig Singletary, who's in charge of security, had to arrange for a police escort. He flew got there, like flew in like three hours late. Just didn't take just didn't get out of there in time. Guy had to get he had to scramble to get a police escort to run him to the game. Jay O'Brien, who runs like our game day operation, is in his in you know, he's like, All right, we ready with Flo Rida down there? Brad Downs in charge of Mark. He's like, No, he ain't here. <laughs> He ain't here. He literally, they rushed him onto the stage like as he got there. He arrived, was walking into the stadium with like less than two minutes left before he was supposed to be on stage. (laughs) Timing's everything. Just in time, baby. Had it measured. Had it measured. (laughs) Had it measured. Yeah. Had it measured. All right. Before we go, one last thing I had on the list to talk about um, is like, what, what does this mean for the Ravens season going forward? Like, you know, are the Ravens like a playoff team now? Like, how how bought in are you that the this team can can go to the All playoffs? In. Bought in, bought in. I am, I am in. Uh, can they go to the playoffs? Absolutely. I think that they can rattle off. I don't know. They could win several games in a row right now. Um, I think. I then, think it's it's just like I don't think that the Ravens. I think honestly, you know, if we're just like drinking our coffee and coming down off the high a little bit, you know, uh, sobering up a little this morning, not from having drinks last night, just from the <laughs> excitement. Um, I mean, I don't think like this is going to be it after all these injuries. I, I it's hard in the schedule. I think it's hard to imagine the Ravens like being the best team in the AFC, even though they just beat the chiefs. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it's going to be tough, but a battle to 10 wins, 11 wins, it's going to be a grind in the AFC, and I think the Ravens are going to be right in the thick of that grind. Oh, yeah. I, Absolutely. I, mean, I, I will be honest. I, I never felt like they were, like, after the game in Vegas, it's not like I felt like 
well, you can kiss the playoffs goodbye. Like it was a it was a gutting loss, but I wasn't like. And by well, the way, the Raiders are a pretty good team. They just yeah beat the Steelers yeah. pretty pretty handily. The Steelers who just beat the Bills. Yeah, and that game was in Pittsburgh. Right. So Vegas on a short week goes to Pittsburgh. It's supposed to be a tough place to place to play, and they beat them. So I think that's a great point. Maybe not such a bad loss after all, especially when you consider the environment. Exactly there in Vegas. That was another thing that people I don't don't think talked about enough. It, me and you sitting next to each other in Vegas. That place was lit. It was yeah, going to be hard. It to was win. the loudest game I've ever been in. It yeah. really was. It, it was, was going to be hard game. to win there, regardless, because of the environment. And then you had a pretty good Raiders team on top of that. Yeah. So I think the Ravens are going to be right in the thick of the AFC race. I think I've always felt like they're going to be a playoff team, and uh, I think that after that win, they have the potential here. Got to do it, but the potential here to rattle off a whole bunch of wins in a row. So. Um, I'm excited, man. I think everyone is. So email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. It's a great day. It's a great game. Great day. And uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. So send us those emails. And thanks to our sponsors, DraftKings. DraftKings. Yeah, shout out to DraftKings. Shout out to DraftKings. If you're not playing fantasy football, what kind of football fan are you? Uh, Anyway, we'll be back with you later this week. We're going to get a player interview this week. We're back on the horse. So thanks for listening and tune in later this week. (laughs) 